Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back. This is Consider This Northumberland and I'm your host, Robert Washburn, and you're listening to Northumberland 89.7 FM. Affordable housing and addressing homelessness is a county responsibility in Northumberland. You will hear politicians repeat this mantra often. There are not many tools for municipal politicians to stimulate or create affordable housing and rental units. One approach is the use of grants and loans. This can be done at the lower level. The trick is getting people to take advantage of it. Homeowners and developers can apply. As Coburg's Director of Planning and Development, Ann Taylor Scott, will tell you, it can be a good deal. The amounts can be as small as waiving permits and fees, but it can be as large as $50,000 in a loan. There are plenty of advantages. Have a listen to Ann Taylor Scott as she explains how the Affordable Housing and Rental Community Improvement Plan, or CIP, works. I'm so pleased to have with me today Ann Taylor Scott, the Director of Planning and Development for the Town of Coburg. Welcome back to Consider This. Thank you, Robert. Happy to be here today. What is the Affordable and Rental Housing Community Improvement Plan, or CIP? Thanks, Robert. So uh, a community improvement plan is a tool that is enabled under the Planning Act, which is a piece of legislation that we operate under here in the Planning and Development Division for the Town of Coburg. Um, The Affordable Housing CIP um, was established to create a, a toolbox, a list of incentives, uh, financial incentives for the purpose of uh, facilitating the creation of both affordable dwelling units and rental housing units. Now, a community improvement plan is a general term that gets used, I know, for several programs in the town. I think one supports uh, business development. This one in particular, though, it it is focused on affordable and rental housing. Now, when I look at the description of the plan, it calls for something called purpose-built rental housing. What is this? Yes, purpose-built rental housing is uh, an apartment building uh, that is uh, that is kept as a rental building, meaning there is one owner and the units are rented out individually, and uh, they they remain as rental units in perpetuity, which is quite different than what you may. Uh, refer to as a, a condominium or units where those units are bought and sold and where there perhaps is a mortgage involved. Uh, but a purpose-built rental unit is a an apartment unit that, uh, and there's a landlord and a tenant, and those units are rented in perpetuity uh, based on a, a monthly uh, a monthly payment. I know that these types of purpose-built rental housing were quite popular many years ago, and then there was a transition to condominiums where people bought the individual units and either lived in them or rented them out. Um, 
how many purpose-built rental housing or apartment buildings do we have in Coburg as compared to condominiums? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and it's and it's one that does get get uh, get difficult to track um, because, of course, in the in the planning world, um, we we really and truly uh, govern land use by the built form. So that is an apartment building is an apartment building is an apartment building versus uh, the tenure. So. Um, it does get difficult to track in that we don't zone or control land use in a way that would uh, either limit or encourage or uh, prohibit uh, a developer coming uh, through the doors of Victoria Hall and and uh, and requesting a, uh, a purpose-built rental versus a condominium per se. Um, so while we encourage rental units, and uh, and that is becoming more so and more so critical in our communities. Um, it does get difficult to require someone to build a purpose-built rental. So that is why we have uh, tools like a, a community improvement plan, whereby if there's some incentive, some encouragement or a carrot to um, encourage developers to build a purpose-built rental rather than a condominium. Okay, now it also refers to something called smaller units or second units. What are, what are these? Right, so uh, one of the key objectives of the community plan is to uh, not only incentivize um, affordable housing units and, and rental buildings on a larger scale, it also looked at, and one of the key primary objectives is to encourage secondary units. So secondary units would be units on a property where there is an existing house, uh, where there is an existing residence, and secondary units may be, uh, as an example, a basement apartment or a unit in a detached accessory structure or a detached garage. So uh, we also refer to these as coach houses. Um, so during the work of putting together the community improvement plan, there was, it was recognized that there's a large opportunity to increase the rental housing stock in Coburg by not only through large scale apartment buildings, but uh, on an individual basis throughout the town where there are existing residences and there's an opportunity to put in that accessory apartment in a basement or in an attic or in a coach house. What would be the incentive for somebody to do this in their home? Well, I think um, uh, the way the, the community improvement plan is set up, there's, there's quite a significant uh, incentive to these second units, so these basement apartments or, or coach houses. So there's two different aspects in the CIP. Uh, the first is the planning and building fee reduction program. So you, uh, a homeowner may be eligible for up to 100% of the fees paid on a, a planning and development application for a secondary unit or a coach house. Um, so that would mean uh, if there's a fee for a building permit or a fee for a um, any type of a planning application, that homeowner could be eligible for a, a complete waiving of those fees to, to install that unit. 
approximately what kind of dollars are we talking about in, in this case? Like, well, how big a savings would that be? You know, we're talking, it could be hundreds, likely not thousands of dollars. But in terms of, of incentive, I, I, I mean, it wonder, you wonder sometimes, I, I've seen this written up uh, about uh, people who are first-time homebuyers. And it used to be, I, I, and I know my grandparents did this, they, they bought a house, but they immediately uh, created an upstairs apartment. And uh, that was how they covered their mortgage when they first purchased a home. What is your experience with it? Yeah, and and that's 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 exactly where where we are thinking as planners that uh, encouraging these secondary units, whether you're a first time home buyer, and because of the difficulty entering the market, these secondary units could really uh, make a difference for a young couple buying a home. So that almost you know it's serving a multiple multiple purposes. It's assisting the new homeowner, the new home purchaser, um, but it's also creating that secondary unit that is available to someone who really isn't able to even consider purchasing a home. Then on the other end of of the life spectrum, um, where someone um, perhaps is uh, at the end of their home ownership span and and wishes to say an elderly couple um, who is on a, a fixed income looking to um, augment their their um, their cash flow could uh, add a, a secondary unit at that stage of their life and again hitting that multiple purposes and addressing multiple needs um, also um, perhaps uh, perhaps a family member um, you know looking to um, say if mom or dad is looking to um, to uh, live with their child and and um, and they can they can share the the financial burden of, of a residential property and and it could be a, a cross-generational matter too, where um, there's a secondary unit and and some and some uh, some incentives uh, taken advantage of in that regard. So the one Don't thing they call I, those uh, granny flats, aren't they? That's what they've been referred to colloquially as. Yeah, yeah. There could be there could be that. I think the the purpose of of the CIP um, program is to is to um, Really create that that second unit, and uh, um, and less about less about the relationship, but more about creating that second unit for someone. Now, another thing that gets mentioned in the in the CIP is this thing called mixed income developments and emergency and transitional housing. Now, when I heard those words, I thought, isn't that referring to things like transition houses, the the county's only emergency shelter, or is it something different? Yeah, so emergency housing uh, and uh, transitional housing, they are, are defined a little bit differently under the, the CIP program. Um, so, of course, emergency housing is intended to be short-term accommodations um, who are experiencing homelessness um, and in a, in a crisis situation. So emergency housing is to meet those immediate and, and emergent, emergency-type ne- needs. And whereas uh, transitional housing is uh, an intermediate step between emergency shelter and permanent housing, and there's in transitional housing, there is intended to be some type of a service linked to that. 
So this CIP program does uh, aim to incentivize emergency and transitional housing as well. Um, so this could be uh, partnering with uh, a, a local uh, development or nonprofit group in, in facilitating that type of a housing uh, opportunity. And it may involve, yes, other tiers of government like the county and and the province as well. I see the emergency and transitional housing incentive, the uptake on that is a little bit different than, say, a, a developer-driven uh, uh, project such as an apartment building or a condo, for instance. So the, the purpose of the CIP is trying to touch on those different house, types of housing stock. Are there any limits to where these units, the various things that we've been talking about for the last few moments, where they can and cannot be built? I mean, does it apply to every house or to, to everything that's going on, or are there just certain sections of the town where these apply? Yeah, so um, with any any type of, of development or building permit that we're looking at, um, there would be the Associated Planning Act applications that uh, uh, could accompany any type of a, uh, an affordable housing development or a rental housing project. So they'd have to comply with the zoning bylaw. Uh, the use would uh, likely be subject to a site plan approval. Um, so those would uh, those would be all part of the the consideration and one of the key scoring criteria is when we're looking at applications is how shovel ready is the project and that is uh, a key key criteria of the CIP and in fact uh, it's uh, the the policy is that the uh, building permit must be pulled within 18 months of uh, of, of positive uh, funding arrangement. So if I'm a developer or I'm somebody who's accustomed to doing this kind of work, that all sounds very reasonable. But if I'm somebody that's just listening and I'm thinking to myself, you know, geez, wouldn't it be great to convert my basement? Or as you said, I've got a garage that uh, I could convert into a, a unit. How simple is this process in terms of application and getting approvals to go forward? Yeah, so the... Uh... The intent of the community improvement plan is uh, is not to to add more red tape or bureaucracy. It's in fact it's intended to be an incentive. There is a very streamlined application form on the town of Coburg website, and uh, this intake process intake period that we're in right now for 2022 is open until at least September 30th. Um, so. While all permits and, like I mentioned, planning applications would be required, uh, this is intended to be a very straightforward application, and it will take some time to consider and to report back to Council on awarding the funding, um, but it's intended to be straightforward, and certainly staff are at all residents' uh, residents disposal to, to come in and, and ask for any assistance in understanding I would note that it's uh, not only the the fees associated, but there is a a construction cost incentive. So for uh, for the affordable, sorry, for the secondary units, um, there is funding to actually the to fund the construction of the units. So I believe, if you can just bear with me, Robert, the um, 
the funding available for second units, the renovation and construction grant program. Uh, so as I mentioned, there is a grant equal of up to 100% of the fees paid on specific applications for second units or coach houses. There's also a grant equal to 50% of the eligible costs to homeowners who retrofit their dwelling to include a second unit or a new coach house. And the funding and and or if there's a, a an illegal unit out there that's never received any approval, um, this is your opportunity to legalize that unit. And um, the funding available is up to 10,000 units, $10,000 per secondary unit and or a loan equal to 70% of the eligible cost to homeowners who retrofit their dwelling to put in that secondary unit or to legalize their unit up to a, a maximum of 50,000. And there is a $5,000 limit on that loan, uh, loan component. So I think if, if there is a homeowner out there that is uh, wishing to do that, um, this is a great incentive, like I said, up to 100% of the fees paid on on uh, on the application and a grant of up to 50% of the eligible costs to an upset limit of $10,000. So I think that's a, a pretty great incentive right there. And also, did I hear correctly, too, that uh, I could get a loan for up to $50,000 uh, that I would have to pay back, but at the same time, it might uh, give me an opportunity to get work done yeah, that is correct. It's the loan is is uh, uh, you could be eligible for up to seventy percent of the eligible costs. Again, up to that upset limit of fifty thousand dollars for the loan component. How is this good for both the housing supply that we have, but also for homeowners? Yeah, so for for the average homeowner that um, that uh, you know may may not may not have thought of it before. Um, there is an opportunity to um, um, improve an individual's cash flow by, by putting in one of these second units. Um, um, certainly as homeowners, we may be looking at, uh, uh, you know, not requiring the, the 2000 square feet of, of floor space. And if there's an opportunity to, to intensify someone's personal property by adding a secondary unit, um, helping out the housing stock, helping out the community, and uh, improving the availability of rental units in and across uh, Coburg, which is a key objective of the community improvement plan. So why not just leave it to banks? Why is it important that the town and the planning department have this community improvement program well, this, uh, uh, you know, this council and through their strategic plan has identified uh, housing attainability as a key, uh, a key component of the strategic plan and a priority for the town and the community. Um, that is what uh, mayor members of council and the community uh, have communicated to staff. It's in our in our strategic plan. As a professional planner, it's also in uh, many land use planning documents to encourage and facilitate that um, that diversification of housing stock, rental, ownership, attainable, transitional, emergency. So those are all meeting the key objectives of uh, of 
professional planners and the guidance documents that we follow as well. Um, so I think it's quite uh, quite a, a challenge, but yet an opportunity for this council to have endorsed a community improvement plan in affordable housing. And now um, the rubber is hitting the road in terms of implementation and we're looking forward at a, a, as a staff level on, on taking that funding and incentivizing those projects uh, that are meeting the, the key criteria. And it, the, the result will be uh, improved and enhanced uh, both affordable and rental housing units. What is the current uh, availability of rental, rental units in Coburg? I understand it's like less than 1% that likely wouldn't surprise me. I don't have the exact uh, figure, but many municipalities are, are at a low um, vacancy rate. And, and that is exactly why uh, we look to encourage uh, additional affordable and rental housing units. And, and it's also, uh, you know, at one point uh, developers were looking to convert rentals into condos so they could be purchased and sold and, and um, an equity uh, um, built in that fashion. However, even the the, the possibility of, of of a developer hoping to do that uh, to to do one of those uh, the the condo conversion that door is closed um, because we do have such a, a low vacancy rate. Is the vacancy rate not supposed to be something like three percent? Is a hell is a, a considered a yeah, often, good. yeah. Often it's uh, yeah, in and around three percent, and and anything less means that yeah, uh, community has more work to do to to improve that stock. Now, what about uh, developers and whole, uh, and professionals who uh, do this kind of work? Are they eligible for this community improvement plan as well? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so um, the development industry. Uh, developers, builders, homeowners, um, if, if, if any individual or corporation is, is uh, meeting the criteria, then uh, the CIP does not, uh, uh, not, not preclude it. There are some priority uh, application types and one being these secondary units uh, on, the, on the private homeowner side. So if I'm listening to the show today and I want to take some steps to, to uh, pursue this, what should I do? Well, certainly check out the affordable and rental housing community improvement plan pages uh, on the town of Coburg website. Um, if there are any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to staff being uh, Mr. Rob Franklin or myself and Taylor Scott. Um, we'd be happy to uh, walk applicants through the process and to further describe what incentives are available and um, be happy to happy to help facilitate any application. And Taylor Scott, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure. That was Ann Taylor Scott, the Director of Planning and Development for the Town of Coburg. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. 
There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.